Hello, and welcome to QWERTYCAST, where we talk about indie games, PC games, and everything in between. I am your host, Andres, and I am joined today with Dave. Hello. Joe. Hello. And Steven. Hey. We are missing our main boy, Kenny, because somebody else is recording in his house today. So he's silently watching us from the ether. Wave hi, Kenny. That's beautiful. Hi, Kenny. (laughs) (laughs) Also, we started using webcams while recording so that we can see how our eyes twinkle when we talk about games that we love so much. Except me. Beautiful. But next time. Except for Steve. (laughs) Yeah, next time. Um, And that is our intro and that's our podcast. Goodbye. All right, see ya. <laughs> I'm going to get drunk good, now. Good one. Yeah, seriously. I got a cure hangover anyway. So, ladies, ladies, and gentlemen, we have some big announcements in case you missed it. We are one episode away from our self-proclaimed ending of season one. As you can obviously tell from watching this episode, you're on 19, so we'll be ending with number 20. Uh, nearly a year ago, on August 30th, 2019, QWERTYCAST came out with Episode 1 and our Discord, which premiered with four hosts talking about games. And since we, since then, we've slowly molded this into a sort of a variety hour of video game news, reviews, and gameplay for indie and PC gaming. We also have six hosts now and two audio engineers and a really lively Discord server that we love to death. Yes, and... Maybe we'll... You what? <laughs> yes, and. Yes, and. Um, maybe we'll do something special for the finale. I'm not sure yet. But we are definitely taking this break to work on ourselves because self-care is important. Uh, so hopefully we come back to all of you with a slick new coat of podcast polish. I'm, I'm so excited. This has been uh, a great announcement for everyone to look forward to because in the meantime, between seasons... We have officially announced our second Super Smash Bros. Ultimate League. We're calling it QWERTY Clash. Clash, 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 clash. (laughs) Fight, 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 kiss, kiss, kiss. (laughs) (laughs) So the QWERTY Clash is going to start in the third week of September, and it's going to take place over several weeks. Uh, The matches are going to be 2v2 with rotating partners over several weeks. I already said that. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be live-streamed. We're going to have power ranking. We're going to have highlights and low-light video recaps. Uh, I'm like, I don't know what else to get you hype about that kind of thing. Uh, The last thing that I think is worth noting is that in other leagues that our competitors have been in and those who have been editing and participating in the backgrounds of those leagues, they would make stat recap videos like we're going to do, but they broke it up with DIY commercials and cool short videos, so it's not just one big chunk of statistics at the end of the game. If you would like to advertise an indie video game, or you know someone who has an indie video game that you would think would be cool to advertise during our commercial breaks, please let us know. We would love, love, love to advertise you. I think there's a lot of really cool things to be excited about for this QWERTYCAST Smash League. 
Definitely the part that I think I'm most excited about is um, just from a production quality standpoint, it seems like we've got a lot more people working on it and mm -hmm. trying to get this nice and polished. And I'm super excited just for, you know, the opportunity to watch the gameplay, but then also do like the statistical analysis. So I'll be working with a few people on that. Um, but there's definitely a lot of uh, moving parts and this is not your normal, you know, jump in, play a couple of rounds and jump out. This is going to be an ongoing and just constantly enjoyable experience. Exactly. I'm I'm so freaking hyped for this. Uh, we just have such a good team behind us. Like this podcast, it, it, over a year, I feel like we've built this server with like such re like really special, talented artists and designers and people who really know their way around technology. Um, we're kind of like a beast. So I'm I'm excited to see what else we come out with for season two and everything going forward. Uh, and Kenny says we built this server with rock and roll. Oh, that's you gotta, you gotta sing. I know. I said we oh, built this server we, with we rock, rock and roll. <laughs> Fucking oh, fuck Gary. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Please play that, and then we can get sued for copyright infringement. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, we, I can't believe it's like what's up, dog. Um, <laughs> So uh, the last thing I was going to say about that is that we have a sign-up link in our Discord only. So you can find that by going to our Twitter at Cordy underscore cast or our link tree at linktr.ee slash CordyCast. And you'll find our links to everything that you need. But the Discord server announcements will have the link to signing up for the Smash tournament. And that is that. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to move it over to our big boy, Steve, and he's going to talk about our indie news for the week. Big, big boy. <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> the news for this week, I've actually got two articles um, that I wanted to kind of go over. One of them's pretty big. Uh, the other one's more of a personal uh, piece, that, something I enjoy, but I'm sure you guys will get a kick out of. Uh, I'll start with the big news that came out this week. So Epic Games, owner of Fortnite, was actually banned from the Apple Play Store and the Google Play Store. I guess it would be the Apple App Store. Um, the justification behind this was the fact that uh, Epic Games was actually subverting the um, purchasing system that both the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store had put in place, which um, usually will take anywhere between like 15 and 30% of the um, value of every sale um, directly into their pockets. What Epic Games was doing was they were offering the purchase of the in-game currencies and items through a secondary source so that you didn't have to go through Apple or Google directly, and therefore they were retaining a larger percentage of the um, actual profit. So Apple and Google, of course, were not fans of that, and so they immediately banned them. And as retaliation for that, Epic Games turned around and slapped a lawsuit on both of them, basically stating that um, the system that they have in place right now is unfair and is not um, designed to really give the benefit to the people who are actually creating the content. And so this becomes kind of like that controversial thing, and I'm, I'm curious what you guys think about this, but... On the one hand, I do agree with Epic in the sense that I think the developers should be retaining a larger percentage of the profits. But mm. on the other hand, they're taking advantage of a distribution system that has a huge market share. And so it's kind of like a toss up as to who we think really should be getting the larger benefit. Um, you guys have any thoughts on that? I have a lot of thoughts on um, Apple's approach specifically to this because okay. um, I think it's I think it is a little bit like weirdly cited right they obviously they added it because they wanted to 
to get on the train of like, oh, Fortnite's super popular. We need more people getting apps from us. And like, so we'll make money off of this being popular. And I don't know if it's maybe it's lost popularity in some way. Um, but like there are other services, I believe xCloud, um, Stadia and GeForce Now all have uh, extreme limitations. Uh, I don't think they're, I don't think any of them are available on the app store um, because of the fact that there's in-app purchases that resemble like an app store or something along those lines. But like they were, they were totally fine greenlighting Fortnite. Um, yeah. And now they're not fine with it, presumably because they're like, Oh, we want more money from you. And it's just very yeah. extortion-y in my opinion. Um, Google doing it upsets me a little bit more because they seem to be a little bit more on board with just letting a lot of different apps fly. Also, they have like apps that are actual malware just on their Play Store, but that's fine as long as they can make <laughs> some money off of it. Yeah, it's interesting from a statistics standpoint. So you're right. Like usually Google has a little bit more leniency here. Um, one of the things that I think that's really fascinating is so like with Apple specifically, over the course of five months from the initial launch of Fortnite on the App Store, um, they were able to get about 100 million downloads of the game. And over the course of the two years up to the ban, um, Epic Games was actually generating about a billion dollars of profit through the mobile app itself oh directly. God. So Jesus. there's definitely a lot of money at play. Um, something that's kind of unfortunate for Apple users is just purely because of the way that Apple's designed their store and their phones to be very proprietary. There is absolutely no way for you to play Fortnite without actually breaking the OS. Whereas with Google, because of the sideload functionality, and Epic is very aware of this, um, they've basically, you can still play Fortnite, you just can't do it through the Google Play Store. So Epic has actually set up their own launcher um, and they are actually advertising that you download it through the uh, Samsung app launcher um, as well mm. as ways of actually getting it to still play on your Android device without actually having to go directly through the Google store. And something they kind of did is like a little elbow into this whole, you know, problem in the first place is I think right now there's actually a 20% discount on all in-game purchases through those two methods, just as a kind of screw you Google and Apple kind of thing. Um, they had released this really awesome video. You guys could take a look at it on YouTube where they kind of like spoofed the 1984 um, with just all the people being brainwashed. But instead of like the dictator in the video, it's like an Apple symbol with like part of the head chewed off, just like how Apple's got like a bite taken out of it. And he's like yelling and slamming his fists. And then a Fortnite player comes in and kind of destroys the screen and kind of frees everybody from the brainwashing. It's definitely, you know, heated contention. And, and I, I see both sides because I like to understand where everybody's coming from from but you know we like supporting developers especially with us being so you know indie game driven originally and then still trying to support that as we go with this podcast so i totally understand epics you know why am i giving you guys so much money when we made this in the first place or we own this content so it's 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 tough. We'll see how it develops. I'm sure there will be updates as the week go on. This will probably move really fast just because of the amount of money that we're talking about. It's it's a lot of money. Yeah, I'm guessing <laughs> it's, it's it'll crazy. be settled outside of court by the end of it. Yeah, I would probably say that's a good safe bet. Uh, I'm imagining people will be able to access it relatively quickly. Um, hopefully this doesn't drag out because there are a lot of players. Who knows how many of them are like uh, people who downloaded it for mobile but also play it through a different platform. Mm -hmm. But still, to talk about 100 million potential users and all of a sudden they're just cut off from it entirely, right. It's that's got to be a jarring for the community. So hopefully they solve that pretty quickly. Um, did anybody have any other comments they wanted to say about it? Yeah, I the, do. Uh, yeah. But on, okay, either of you guys can go <laughs> first. 
I mean, I was just going to say that the 1984 bit was probably my favorite part. It's just, like, so funny that they they really had that fa- finally thrown back at them, that they they initially made that video the uh, to be like, Apple is this underdog, like, that you should care about, and, and what, how many years later, it's, like, 20-plus years later, and we've finally thrown it back with, like, no, you're the dictator now. Um and and I I mean, but the thing about Epic and and this whole like controversy is that they can only do this because they can afford to, you know, like Fortnite blew up so hard and Epic actually has the money to fight Apple and Google in a way that most other game companies like mo- most game companies that you would consider indie could never afford to do. So it is interesting how we're like we recognize this this developer and Epic as like this kind of trailblazing for indie games and, and developers and whatnot and and they can actually sue Apple because of how well Fortnite has been doing. Yeah, I'd be curious at some point in the future we should really do a financial deep dive because just yeah. with everything that Epic's done over the course of the last <clears throat> excuse me, over the course of the last two years, uh, they definitely feel like they're burning cash, but they must also mm. be having huge revenues at the same time in order to offset that. So microtransactions. Uh, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how their you know financial model progresses. Mm. Um, but yeah, is Epic a public company? Can people buy stock in it? Ooh, that's yes. a good question. I don't know. I, no, I, I don't think so. Probably. Um, hmm. Yeah, um, well, I'll see if I can get an answer for that later. Yeah. So, my my two things kind of are like what Apple's doing is just very much strong arming in a way that is just so reminiscent of a monopoly and like, okay, yeah, you can get an Android phone, but look realistically at the market share of phones and like basically all phone, all cell phones now are smartphones and most of them are Apple phones. So like to, to ban apps because they have a way of making money that doesn't give you just a, another shitload of cash coming in Mm -hmm. kind of to me reeks of that strong arming, you know, like Rockefeller kind of way of doing business. I've, I've got all the money. So, and, and like, I've got control of this industry. So you have to do things my way or we're not going to play with you. And it's nice that Epic has the money to do that. Um, but the, the more significant thing is this is, uh, this is an issue that's gone back and forth in the music industry for a long time with a completely different scenario of sampling and, and what counts as, um, what counts as using too much of a track. Uh, but that can be tied to the same way here where a lot of people have always been afraid of like actually pursuing that legally because if Epic loses, this is a huge deal. That means that xCloud and Stadia and um, GeForce Now and all those services, they, they lose. They cannot fight Apple separately because Epic's going to set the precedent. Uh, but if Epic wins, that's phenomenal for for yeah. those cloud gaming services because then they win. They they yeah. will be able to get onto Apple's service and they'll be able to circumvent this ridiculous again what I what I consider almost a monopoly in in yeah. the market. And so, I think this is where Epic is going to see um, a little bit more of the um, swing in this because of the fact that we all know that the demographics for Fortnite in particular tend to you know 
be on the younger side. So I think the majority of their players are between ages 10 and 25. So the reason why this is such a big problem for companies like Apple and Google is they are constantly aware that the next generation is who they need to be advertising to in order to guarantee their profits in the future. And when you've got games like Fortnite that are so heavily popular, when you do something like this that affects that demographic in a negative way, you're going to see repercussions. And so that's why I imagine this will probably get resolved quickly and in Epic's favor. Yeah, and I hope it gets resolved in Epic's favor because, again, I, I think that it's almost unfair to, like, like I use GeForce Now constantly on my phone. That's pretty much the only way that I play games throughout the week because getting into my room, which I share an office with Shona, who's working during the week, uh, get, getting into my bedroom is, like, pretty hard to do. So so I, I play mobily, but I stream PC games onto my phone or Xbox games onto my phone. And thankfully, I've got an Android, but if I didn't, I wouldn't have any of those options. I'd be kind of limited to whatever games I wanted to purchase on the Switch rather than playing games that I already either pay a subscription for or own on Steam outright that I just want to play on a slightly different platform. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I will also say that uh, apparently Congress very recently grilled Apple google along with amazon and facebook over monopoly power and and um uh makes sense the word i'm i'm losing my words here but basically doing that (laughs) being a freaking monopoly and i i I had saw i'd seen that in the forbes article that talked about the epic uh the epic lawsuit because they said within weeks of testifying before congress over allegations of wielding monopoly power to squash competition from developers this happened what I so, think, yeah. what's going to happen Hopefully is one of the two, they're going to buy there. Epic. They're why? That one of either Apple or Google, they're going to buy Epic. Oh God, you're sorry. Right. It's going to be as simple as that. <laughs> That'd be interesting. They, they're be both interesting. endless, like the endless wallet that they have. They'd be like, all right, screw it, you're ours now. That's what I oh think is going to happen. Because to me, that seems more viable than fighting the lawsuit. Because one, the lawsuit's null and void at that point. Mm-hmm. Two, they can adjust that price to what Epic gets, and yeah. ha- like that—that that to me sounds like more likely to happen. One is who mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's going to be Google above Apple because Apple isn't known yeah. to buy companies out um, because they already make at this point too much money a year. Yeah, and uh, back to uh, y'all asking if Epic was public or not—they are not. Yeah, so actually I did a little bit into that as well. So you're correct, they're not. Um, but one of the things that is interesting is because of the contracts that they have with other companies, so companies like Funko, um, they do actually see a little bit of a profit based on the stocks um, through selling merchandising opportunities. So they are completely private. You can't invest directly in them, but they do actually have like on the side contracts mm-hmm. that you can essentially see uh, changes in the stocks due to their activity directly. So Apple's going to buy Funko. Google is going to buy <laughs> Epic, and then one of those two is going to buy each other out. There you oh go. We need to put this in a, a new segment of uh, the QWERTY uh, predictions, and then we can always like reference back to them when something actually happens and then cheer. <laughs> I like that. I like that idea. <laughs> I, I would like that as part of news to, to start having like a QWERTY prediction, like what do you think is going to happen with this story, and we'll check back in two episodes. Hey, the, we the have QWERTY to add notebook predictions. It, so think of a different word for predictions. There you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to talk about that. Our host predictions. Um, oh my God. <laughs> ugh. 
For some reason, anyway, that word doesn't sit well. <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. That didn't sit well. <laughs> but that's definitely the, the big heated gaming news yes. this week. And uh, I will be sure to try and keep the updates on that. Maybe we'll reach out through Twitter if something like really you know crazy uh, happens and make sure everybody stays uh, informed on that. Yeah, if you have a you have, if you have a prediction, tweet at us at QWERTY underscore cast or email us at QWERTYcastmail at gmail.com. I don't oh, know. We'll, I, we'll see who's right. I also wanted to correct myself really quick. Um, so the the other problem with the streaming services, uh, GeForce Now, etc., um, is not just the fact that there are in-app purchases that are not controlled by the App Store, even though GeForce Now doesn't, uh, Stadia and xCloud do. Mm-hmm. The other issue is that, technically speaking, you're using hardware that you don't own, and that's Apple's other like little disclaimer to beat cloud streaming is oh anything on the app store where you're using hardware that's not your own to access it is not allowed so that's the oh. other big hurdle yeah Interesting. yeah, yeah there's definitely a lot of yeah and i think that just in general these types of conversations there's a lot of variables so yeah. it's you know we'll, we'll try and stay informed and see what happens but uh, i'm curious to see if google does end up buying epic that's a strong prediction <laughs> That's that's what I would see happening out of it is <laughs> mm-hmm. Google buying Epic. But my biggest fear of that is then Google uses that ownership of Epic to push more of their games out on Stadia exclusive first. Um, and then my other concern with that is that a lot of things that Google buys just break and go away forever. So, yep. yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. See what happens. <laughs> All right, it's my last prediction. This yeah. won't happen, but God forbid this will be the funniest thing if it does. Disney buys Epic. <laughs> Both of them... Google and Apple are suing Disney. Disney buys both of them. Congrats, you have monopolized the planet. And now we have That's Fortnite it. Disney princesses. For, oh insert insert Disney TM owned by uh, Cordycast because we will All buy right. Disney eventually. If either one of my predictions come true, I don't know what the fuck I'll do, but I'll do something out like absolutely absurd on podcast. I don't know what yet, but I'll figure it out. Okay, we'll hold you to it. And yeah. <laughs> So All that's right. the uh, the big Epic Games news. And then on a more uh, personal note, but may affect some of you, if you uh, remember back, I don't remember the specific episode, but I think it was about four months ago, I had been talking about a game called Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord, which yeah. is uh, both developed and published by Tail Worlds Entertainment. So it is an indie game. I uh, was super excited because they were finally going to release on Steam. I have been playing it consistently. It is fantastic. Um, they've been updating it like every other day, just trying to balance things out, opened up new opportunities. It's uh, basically, if you're not familiar, it's kind of like a sandbox um, medieval military simulator, um, but it has both kind of the um, politics, economics on like this top-down worldview. Uh, but then if you actually get into conflict and there's battle that needs to take place, um, you then go into like a first-person perspective and you can use you know you can ride on a horse and use javelins or you can shoot people with bow and arrows or you can hit them with swords and have shields it's fantastic Um, and they've been doing a really 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 good job of maintaining community involvement and one of the things um, is that they've always had mods available to the community so anybody who had developed a mod specifically for it you can actually load it directly into their launcher however Previously, all of the mods that had been developed were being developed with you know personalized modding tools based on the specific mod developers. Now, and the big news is that Tail uh, Worlds Entertainment is releasing the developer mod tools directly to the community. So now there's going to be a centralized source of the modding tools, which will give you access to the entirety of the game. Um, so we're going to see a huge explosion, I predict, over the course of the next month or two in mods available for this game. And if anybody played the original games, I did. the mods the mods for those games were 
crazy. There was stuff like people had introduced like fully automatic guns into the game. Um, there, there was insane things. Like, and even on just like a configuration level, people had developed mods that allowed for a larger body count so that you could have battles with upwards of a thousand players as long as your PC was capable of handling that. Um, so I'm really excited to see what the community comes out with. And just because of the fact that Tail Worlds is so engaged with them, um, I'm expecting some really crazy awesome stuff. One game that should do that already, um, uh, Fall Guys. They should pump out their developer tool, say, hey, make maps. That's it. That is how you keep this game going. Because they plan on, to what I read, they're going to um, have a map rotation come out. And just like, all right, in X amount of weeks or a month, here's these next maps. But, hmm. you know, pushing out a developer tool, say, hey, this is what we use. Please make stuff for this game. We'll keep that game going for longer. Yeah, I think in general, any video game really should just open up that opportunity. But yeah, Fall Guys in particular is something that a few of us have been playing uh, since its release about a week ago, and right. we've just been having so much fun with it. So I think that that would be a fantastic model for that game as well, just to allow the users to actually jump in. I love modding communities. Uh, I have not played Mount and, Mount and Blade, correct? Two. Yes, Mount and Blade. Yep. Um, so I haven't I haven't played it yet. I didn't play the original, but I love modding community, so I might check this game out. It sounds really interesting from what you described. Yeah, if anybody's familiar, I'll just name drop real quick. Um, Nexus is like one of the biggest sites for the collection of different mods for different games. Um, and they actually, I think they have their own like launcher now. I forget if it's called Vortex or something else, but it like searches your computer, finds games that are compatible, and then allows you to actually automatically um, throw mods in. I don't believe that's set up for Mountain Blade 2 yet, but I know that it was available for Mountain Blade 1 and probably still is. So I would imagine at some point that will be hooked up as well. So if you're not as savvy or you just don't feel like screwing around with a lot of the different configuration files there will be tools designed for this game that'll make it a lot easier um, and i'm sure that that community will pick this game up as well nice. but yeah, i think that's all i've got for the uh indie game news and just game news in general for this week thank you steve oh. i no actually kind of really look forward to trying out uh, mountain blade 2 now i remember you talking about it and just being super intrigued by how you could go from the top-down view to the what would you say first person third person view yeah it's first per well actually i think third. you can do both but is it third it's third sorry yeah it's third person default but yeah, and there is there is multiplayer uh just kind of yeah. throwing that in there we really are living <laughs> in the simulation i'm gonna get immersed um so we'll, be, we'll be streaming it speaking of full immersion i know that dave loved his game from this week <laughs> or maybe he didn't i don't know i you have an opinion on that don't you uh, well, I guess we should just throw you into your Indie Saves uh, segment. I'm jamming out to this for a second. Right. Because I love this music. It's my favorite music. Except for everyone else's. I love your music, too. <laughs> sure. Okay. I'm going to sit up and get ready. Um, so the game... For indie saves, this I guess two weeks um, was Barony, which is by Turning Wheel LLC. It was first released uh, in 2015, April 4th through Humble, and then very shortly after, June 23rd through Steam. Uh, since then, there have been a couple of different versions of the game released. I think the most recent one was released in 2018, um, mm. with just like some expanded content. Um, I don't have the the highlights of what was added with those, but you know we could pull them up at some other time. Um, <laughs> the, right now, 
uh, I believe July 30th of 2020, they launched their Kickstarter to bring this game to Nintendo Switch. At the time of recording, uh, there were 17 days left for them to hit their goal of 35,000. And then they had stretch goals past that. I believe currently they're hovering uh, somewhere in the mid 10,000 area. Mm-hmm. Um, Is Kickstarter but... Indiegogo or what? Kickstarter. Mm, okay, so they won't get any of that money if they're not funded. Yeah, which is not great um, because that means that maybe they just won't end up doing the Nintendo Switch one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always a fan of indie games going on to Nintendo Switch. Um, but let's talk about Barony and not this company. <laughs> um, <laughs> Barony is a roguelike uh, first-person dungeon crawler with a voxel art style, so think Minecraft. Um, Mm. and is co-op heavy, but I would argue, um, almost co-op necessary, like, sorry, co-op friendly, but uh, I would argue almost co-op necessary because like at first glance, it seems like it's just going to be a pretty simple dungeon crawler experience. Um, but they recently, I don't know how recently added a tutorial mode to it. There's 10 different tutorials, uh, supposedly that are meant to kind of, be a challenge for normal players uh just starting out and for advanced players who have played the game multiple times i wish i had known that before doing the tutorials and i probably wouldn't have spent a few hours playing them um, <laughs> fair the the combat was pretty smooth uh, there was no like major issues with it uh you have the ability to command npcs you can craft potions you can mm. uh make tools traps uh, you can repair equipment, identify equipment. There, so there's like there's so many different mechanics to this, um, but it all ultimately uh, comes to an end when you die. There's permadeath because it's a roguelike, um, and then you just start right back at the beginning. Um, there are multiple classes that are unlocked through different challenges. I did not get to unlock any because I kind of failed a lot. I died very very regularly. Um, and I didn't really get to play the main game that much because, as I mentioned, I spent way too much time playing tutorials that I didn't mm-hmm. know were... Like, I knew were optional, kind of, but, like, I wanted to understand the game before I started playing it. Um, once I felt like I got the game, I just jumped in, uh, partially for the sake of time. Mm-hmm. But um, I-, I loved the voice that they had. Like, there was just this kind of, um, like, old-school like kind of demonic bit crushed voice that's like oh you know we've got another challenger or whatever it said um but once i got into the door it was like three times in a row i think where i basically at most made a few turns and then immediately got ambushed by three or four enemies and got killed and it didn't matter if i was walking slowly it didn't matter if i was running Mm. through it i would just turn around or not turn around and all of a sudden i'd be getting attacked and in three hits i'd be dead so that sounds like we needed some balancing yeah it just made for it to not be very fun um from the first person perspective it it just makes it hard for you to watch your back if you don't go down every single door but in a square map eventually some of those doors connect to each other so maybe you go through a door and then somehow you've accidentally found yourself across the uh, across the floor and 
and you've got to like backtrack and hope that there's no enemies following you from any of those previous doors that you may have skipped or whatever. Oh, Otherwise, okay. you just go in circles over and over. Um, once you get to the second level, it introduces like this floor boss to kind of push you through called the Minotaur. Mm. Um, I assume I, I ran away from it when I encountered it, so um, <laughs> I was able Understandable. to Understandable. But uh, I assume it's probably like one of those, oh, you just took too long. This thing is going to instant kill you if you're not strong enough. Um, I don't know because, again, I ran like a baby. Ah, okay. So it's kind of like the rising water mechanic where it's like you got to keep moving, otherwise you're going to get trapped. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Or like any number of games. I mean, think of like Left 4 Dead, right? If you just dicked around for too long, eventually it'd be like, all right, we're releasing another horde on you because like you just need to move on. There's nothing else to do here. Mm. Um, Interesting. Okay. So it kind of keeps pushing you along so you're not just like... Yeah. And are there... Do you think are there like uh, enough secrets that you think it would actually keep people wanting to stay on each level, or like well, it's like just more floors, about the combat? The floors are like pretty large. I mean, it took me mm. a while. Once I was finally able to get a playthrough where I didn't die instantly, it took me a while to just to get through the first floor. And by the time mm. I got to the second floor, I only explored half of it before the Minotaur came. That was partially oh. because I was trying to be stealthy and not immediately die from another enemy, but also <laughs> partially because the the ability to like analyze your inventory there's no pause like you you pick up items that are unidentified you've got to spend time identifying them and you can move around while you're doing that but if like you pick up a you know you have no armor basically to start i think you have uh like a leather chest piece mm. so if you pick up like a helmet and it's unidentified I think you might be able to equip it without identifying it but if it's cursed well then you're stuck with that and if it's cursed and it leaves a negative effect then you're stuck with it until you can remove a curse right um so it's it's worth identifying it but it's not worth standing still because then a minotaur will come and kill you so Mm. um the i had a few issues with it um as i mentioned i was like constantly flanked i Mm. felt like potions were hard to come by not that it really mattered because i didn't have the stuff to craft them and like I didn't have the patience or the time to craft them. You're crafting potions, but you're on a time limit per floor. So Mm. when do you find the time to do that? You know, um, I, maybe I just didn't look hard enough for descriptions of items, but there are some items where I was like, I like, Oh, this is the amulet of teleportation. So I was like, Oh, uh, maybe I get a teleportation skill uh, Mm -hmm. with this amulet. No, it just randomly teleports you. (laughs) You're just walking and you just randomly teleport and that's fine. But if there was a description that's like, Hey, by wearing this, you randomly teleport to different parts on the map. Then I probably would have been less frustrated by it when I just teleported five times in a row for no reason. Mm -hmm. Um, or what I thought was no reason at the time. Um, do you think this game is going to port to the switch? Well, like, do you, could you imagine this playing better on a handheld like that? They have gamepad support, so I I think that mm, it could easily true. port to the Switch. Um, yeah. But but I don't think that like I didn't try it with the gamepad. I wanted to, um, mm-hmm. but again, sake of time and just ease of use for me, uh, mm. mouse and keyboard was just much better. Um, my my one playthrough where I didn't die immediately, I was able to find some NPCs to recruit. I even got to a shop to like trade stuff, but the the item traders only trade certain things, so they won't buy stuff from you if they don't care about it. And they like and they only have what they have to sell. 
So if it's nothing that you need, like there is one that would buy gems from me, but the trader that buys gems also only sells gems and gems mm -hmm. are early game at least only used for trading. I don't know if they have another use later on. I don't know if there's things with sockets or, yeah. or some way to like make those gems do some magical property, but I was like, great. So I could sell these, which is nice because I'll have some gold, but I can't use my gold to buy anything because the only trader is selling gems. Mm. Um, my, sorry, I was going to say really quick, like my favorite experience was probably with the NPCs. <laughs> I had the amulet of teleportation on, so I just kept abandoning them by accident. Yeah. And eventually they'd show up next to me. Uh, but two of them died trying to get to me. One of them died <laughs> by getting crushed by a boulder Yikes. where they stepped on a trap. <laughs> and uh, the other one died just by fighting a monster. My third NPC was a strong soldier and fought very valiantly against a succubus that I accidentally summoned by activating <laughs> a, a fountain. Um, and he oh, killed the succubus, bastard. which was, yeah, which was awesome. Um, but then I walked over to red coats. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I walked up to this dude and I uh, right-clicked on him, which is supposed to like get him to start following you again. Mm -hmm. And it just had a little text prompt on the bottom that was like, I'm sorry, I serve another. And he uh, started attacking me. <laughs> then I had to kill him. Oh, um, and, and I took all of his fashion. equipment and he had great equipment. I'm sorry, I serve another. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, damn, the succubus charmed him, but he slayed the succubus. So it like, worked out, but then he almost killed me. What um, does he serve then? I don't know. Himself, I guess. <laughs> himself, he he became self-aware. <laughs> he, he was like, oh my god, I can think, I can breathe. And you're like, no, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> no, well, Jesus. he started attacking me, man. You know, it's Forging just like Andres. Revolution. Yeah. Just like uh, those guys that were following us in the D&D &D campaign. Uh, we, oh, I tried to be god. friendly, and they started attacking me. So what am I going to do? Just let it kill me? <laughs> What, so, I'm just going to let you stab me while you explain you're friendly? No. Right. You're, you're going to die a, a horrible, horrible death with right. all of the power that we can have at level two. Right. Which for me is just slicing a sword once and cutting them yeah. down immediately. Which, come to think of it, I probably should have just aimed for specific body parts, mm -hmm. body parts to like maim them or done any of the other things that I could have done that were peaceful. Anyway, getting off track. Mm -hmm. Um the the game i think once i ignored the stuff i didn't care about became a little bit more fun for me mhm mm um but the there's so many different things to do that it almost seems like you have to have multiple people like if i was exploring a dungeon yeah. and there's someone walking behind me and they're like hey dude there's people right here then i could turn around and then help them fight or maybe like I don't like using potions, but someone else does. So then you've got someone who's concentrating on making potions all the time or someone's concentrating on being the magic guy. Uh, so, so like that seems like it would be super fun if you have friends to play with, but I don't have any friends. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> At least none that caught the notification early enough. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so disclosure on this, the, the game is no longer free. It was free on Epic Games mm -hmm. when, when I picked it up. Mm -hmm. Um, but now it is $15, which isn't bad. It's just, uh, $15 to free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, or at least two to hear Dave holler a lot about <laughs> this game. Yeah, that's true. I do like to yell. If you uh, have this game and want to be Dave's friend, he's clearly got time and an open slot <laughs> and he hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. I've and... got a lot of open slots. There you go. 
<laughs> you're, you're such an open slot. <laughs> you open slot. You open. Um, slot. It sounds like based on your description, it, it's got a lot of versatility, mm-hmm. but it just requires a little bit of a time sink. And maybe that's a, like we said earlier, maybe that's a balancing kind of thing. Um, you had mentioned that there was like a Kickstarter. Is that still ongoing? Yeah, it's ongoing for 17 more days as of okay. recording. So maybe yeah. with the influx of cash, maybe we'll see some, um, you know, advancements or changes. Maybe they'll listen to the community. I'm sure a lot of people probably were having the similar complaints to what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe. Cool. I mean, it seemed like they were interested in in reworking some stuff and using some of the stretch goal money for for those specific things. But they they definitely seem to be listening to their community, from what I could tell. Um, I I didn't follow it too heavily, but they mm. they're still active. Uh, yeah. Andres checked. They have a Reddit that's very active. Subreddit r slash um, Barony game. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go to r slash Barony because there's nothing there. <laughs> um, we should take it for ourselves. Overall, <laughs> I, I'd say this was like a, a subpar uh, solo experience for me. Mm. I, I don't think I would recommend it if you don't have anyone to play with. But if you're into like survival games, because I forgot to mention, you also have to eat food every now and then or you'll get hurt from hunger. Oh. Um, so if you're like into survival games or roguelikes or dungeon crawlers or a combination of all of those that have crafting mm. elements and all this other stuff, then it might be good if you've got three friends to play it with um but if you don't have enough people interested in playing i would definitely recommend just skipping it and going for going for a game that caters a little bit more to a a solo experience there's no shortage of i think like uniquely mechanic dungeon crawlers these days um so so this one just didn't really stand out to me because it kind of did too much which Mm. would be a strength for multiple people to play but as as like a solo game, I felt like kind of a weakness because it it made it like it almost clouded what the game was actually about for me. Calling all Quirty barons and baronesses. Yes, <laughs> let's get a let's get a squad rolling up. Honestly, though, there are so many games that we need squads for. It's just yeah. But then again, that's the good part about this Discord. <laughs> um, well, speaking of games that definitely take more than one person to play, wow, what is it? Where can you play it? Who can you play it with? Uh, the answer is Joe and Joe Hi. and Roland and all of the places that he streams. Hello. Hi, can you Hi. tell us a little bit more about what you were going to talk about with WoW? All right, and what so, you know. Oh, f- fucking what I know about WoW? Way too goddamn much. Help me, please. My <laughs> whole oh, god, and there's useless information up here. But anywho, that's not what I'm really here to talk about. All of WoW. I'm here to talk about something that we've been waiting for for four five months something like that uh pre-patch so with wow expansions and their release they'll do a pre-patch first then usually about a month after um the actual expansion itself come out and the next expansion is called shadowlands so the pre-patch just hit the ptr public test realm uh the private area whatever you want to call it every game has most games usually have their own some don't like fortnite doesn't which is weird to me but whatever so that just hit the ptr all right, sure, hype, a lot of hype around that, especially for people like me that have played this game since the dawn of damn time at this point. Every time there's been a pre-patch that hits PTR, it's normally flushed. There's a lot of stuff to it. You could, you have a lot of stuff to actually do. And this PTR pre-patch was kind of shit. Okay. Actually, no, it wasn't oh. kind of shit. It was really shit. Normally, a PTR pre-patch or just a pre-patch in general, you have a few days worth of actual fresh new content. You get, I got through it in three hours. Mm. 
I was going to stream it. I'm like, all right, sweet. I was going to stream it right after this. Like, all right, sweet. PTR, pre-patch. I have shit to do for a while. I did it today in three hours. Uh, technically last night, but it was four in the morning. But whatever. We don't talk about that. And, <laughs> like, the big things that they brought were character customizations, because there haven't been any added for the current races and I want to say 10 years. It's been oh, wow. forever, excluding model updates, which have come. There hasn't been a lot of actual visual updates, and that's finally a thing, finally, but that's also kind of fucking lacking. It's terrifying on how little that they put. They focused more on older models. Uh, humans, not elves, fucking trolls, a lot into trolls, which was very surprising. Uh, orcs got a few extra things. That's pretty much it. So all the other races after that, they got like two or three different things, and that's it. I'm like, please. I'm playing a fucking elf. I don't want a fucking ponytail the size of Neptune. Mm-hmm. I do. Like, let me shave my head completely bald, please. As elves uh, are want to do. Yeah. Trust me. I fucking hate it. It's either that. It's either a long-ass ponytail or what looks like... If someone with the world shaky's hands try to give a sh- like a short haircut, it just goes different mm-hmm. directions. It's fucking ugly, and that that's that is yeah, it's ewy. Um, Got to embrace the twenty twenty uh, you know race based stereotype decisions with character customizations. Let's open it up for everyone. Exactly, like that's what I want. Like, <sighs> if you want your elf to have giant incisors like a orc, go for it. Exactly, like. <laughs> Give us customization. Why the why the hell does RuneScape have more customizations than WoW? <laughs> Let that sink in. RuneScape, a game made by Jagex, uh, I think 20-ish years ago, has more customization options than World of Warcraft, one of the most, if not the most successful MMORPG to ever exist. Well, is Excuse it? Are you talking me? about like the newer RuneScape that looks no, like no, 3D? no, old school, old, old school. school RuneScape, old school. Holy shit! New, new Which... RuneScape. We'll talk about that here. That's some bullshit. <laughs> old school RuneScape, by the way, playable on phones. Uh, for yeah. those who don't know, so yeah. Um, that is totally sue Apple. And it's Google. it's just <laughs> as chunky as you remember it. It is. You have to tap. Just sit there and tap your phone screen a thousand times to go three feet. It's great. It's Shona perfect. plays it every day. I do too. <laughs> I literally will have WoW here on my middle monitor, and then on my phone on my charger is just RuneScape. I'm like, all right, I'm sitting oh here doing gosh. nothing. I'm playing RuneScape on my phone. Although I can put RuneScape on another monitor and play it there. Jesus no, that's, that's nope, wrong. Yep. <laughs> gotta do it. On my phone. <laughs> Maximum heresy. Um, but after you Maximum got through immersion. all, well, yeah. After I got through all that, um, this is the first time a level squish. Is happening currently the max level in wow is 120 they're bumping us well they're pushing us all the way back down to 50 and that's an expansion we should be 60 i don't actually oh, that's remember. interesting mm-hmm. it's to say it's to save the number essentially because hmm. going from okay i'm going from 120 to 130 Woo! but I don't know. I I like the idea. The squish currently on the PTR is actually very good. They did a really mm, good job okay. balancing that out. Uh, the only other squish that happened was an item level squish, because if four, three, four expansions ago, whenever this Pandaria, um, mm-hmm. 
that that's when they finally realized that holy shit, I'm I'm doing a quarter million damage where I shouldn't mm-hmm. be able to hit this number within uh. ten years. So are we going back to like Burning Crusade like statistics as far as like the scaling of the numbers? Uh Kata. Oh, okay. Yeah, so actual good numbers and reliable yeah. numbers for once. Um, Interesting. So that's that's a thing. I, I fucked around in a few different classes just to kind of see what it compares to. Some of the classes that I have, like uh, my Fire Mage, uh, my Holy Paladin, and my Brewmaster Monk, where I just get drunk all damn day and nothing can kill me, which is great. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of compared from what it is live to what it is now how it really feels feels still kind of weird but you know this is still the public test area is where mm-hmm. bug reports and all the bug reports some dude cataloged like 8900 bug reports in two months absolutely like you know this is what they need to see which i'm glad it's there mm-hmm. and finally the last meaty this this is where i don't like this is what i don't enjoy when you first load in onto the ptr uh, to actually play the pre-patch event, because this is an event. This has happened all over the entire planet. Major cities, major towns, random, a lot of P- um, PvP arenas. If you go there, you're going to get three shot. Just three hits, you're done. And you become mm. an essentially a ghoul from Wrath of the Lich King. Uh, where all this, in quote, will take off. If you haven't seen the cinematic, essentially reality gets broken from a throne there. The Frozen Throne. Mm. And... You have to go deal with that. But ghouls from there, you'll get three shot and you'll become one. Sure, it was fun for about 20, 30 minutes. Like, I, I enjoyed it. I love running up to people that I actually know and just beating the shit out of them, turning them into one, them yelling at me, and then we go beating other people up. Sure, it's fun. There is an out, so, you know, you can go experience Shadowlands itself, mm-hmm. uh, you know, find more bugs. But that process is the biggest pain in the ass. You have to go find a quiet area where there's nobody around. You're going to have to go through a fucking two-minute uh, cast to go back to being a human or whatever race you are. In those two minutes, somebody can find you. If they see you do that, they're just going to camp your ass, wait for you, three shots you, and congrats, you have to do it again. And after all that BS, you finally become it, you have to get out of the city. Like, let's take, let's take Orgrimmar, for example, the Horde capital. That place is a fucking twist and turn of hell and caves, and it ain't fun anymore. Like, goddamn. Mm. Um, and then after all that, you have one quest line. That's it. That's why people are hating on it a, a little too much currently. You have one quest line, which takes roughly the two hours. You just go different places where you've been in the past to... Should I, should I say the spoiler on what it is? Should I? Shouldn't I? Mm. No, no me. spoiler cast. No spoiler no cast. No spoiler. All right. I will say you have to talk to an individual that was in close re- relations to the individual that broke the reality. And, and their name rhymes with. <laughs> I, I don't ask. Um. <laughs> So do you think that the content, like how much there is available in the pre-patch is indicative of the expansion in general? Or do you think they just released less content this time for pre-patch? They just released less content. They're they're too focused on the level squish and the number, uh, like the level squish and the balancing from 120 to 50 Hmm. to, that's what I believe. And that's why I'm kind of like a little okay with what they did. I just want, I just wish they would have put a little bit more than other than a 30 minute fucking event and then dealing with said individual like that was Mm. it i'm like i planned you know to stream all this bullshit and now it's just i 
I don't like, I don't like, do I go back and play Shadowlands? I don't want to because I'm not one to actually play through this because I don't want to know. Pre-patch, mm, fine. Yeah. Who gives a shit? I don't give a shit. But playing like the actual Shadowlands itself, the parts that are on the PTR, I don't want to do because I want to surprise, like, I want, I want to surprise myself with that. I've been avoiding all the spoilers. I've been very hesitant hesitantly reading what people are posting just so i know mm-hmm. kind of like what's happening like the big thing or the covenants and you know picking a side in a four-way fight and you know you get bonuses off that you know i read that just so when shadowlands does come i know who i'm gonna pick already and i don't have to sit there and deal with it and do a bunch of reading because i'm dyslexic and that does not work especially with wow text because it's microscopic mm-hmm. <sighs> but yeah i i personally think this btr push was way too early Mm-hmm. Yeah, and way too mm-hmm. lacking because the way Blizzard has done it is when the PTR when pre-patches PTR it's a month after the month is when they will drop all of Shadowlands on the PTR mm-hmm. and then a month after that here you go so I'm looking at three months yeah, three mm-hmm. months of an already dumb fucking expansion Man. Yeah, mm-mm. maybe they were expecting more shell shock with the squish, and they didn't want to overwhelm. But I see what you're saying. That's yeah. kind of frustrating because now you're just in a holding pattern. Yeah, um, this isn't the first time they've done. A, this is the first time they've done a level squish. But the first time they ever did a squish squish was a number and stat squish. Squish squish. Mm. Squish squish. <laughs> squish squish. I shall call you squishy. <laughs> I shall call you squishy, and you will be my friend. <laughs> but yeah, it it was a very interesting thing. I'm just, I want more content. Mm. I know it's there with all the Shadowlands on PTR, well, parts of the Shadowlands on the PTR, but I don't want to do it for myself. So I'm just like, well, I mm. got, I got nothing at this point. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's was that Twitter. The, um, well, yeah. No, you first. I'm, I'm just saying Twitter is a hellfire right now. <laughs> when isn't it? <laughs> Especially with Blizzard. When is it? <laughs> no, that's Blizzard Activision. Regular Blizzard, it was a well, party. Yeah. That's uh. true. That's true. Was that uh, was that your only story for this week? Yeah, because the only thing I was going to bring up was the uh, entire Epic Google Apple thing, but because mm. I got covered. But yeah, there was nothing cool. else really. I mean, besides Halo Infinite getting pushed back a year. Right. Yeah. Well, it's getting pushed back to twenty twenty one. We don't know if it's getting pushed back a year though. January twenty twenty one. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically yeah, thanks. just like uh, it's getting pushed back, so we don't have to deal with it right now. TCD. Yeah. They pushed it back so because of COVID, which I'm surprised they're now announcing that pushback. Right. And instead of, you know, a little bit after, like, a day or two after the announcement of it. That right. would have been more understanding. But they're like, all right, here's the date. We're getting everything ready and everything done. Get ready. Now we're going to push it back to 2021. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. 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 What? 2021 because of COVID. No, it was totally because of all the complaints from from the public from the public about the graphics and um specifically and and the fact that they they straight (laughs) up like just recently recruited another studio to to help co-publish it it's like Mm. obviously it was going to get pushed back but like but yeah the whole blaming it on covid thing doesn't make a whole lot of sense especially considering the fact that as far as all of the industries that have been affected the gaming industry in general has been almost not affected exactly. at all we've seen almost everything released at the appropriate times it's been like movies and tv shows and stuff like that it's definitely conspiracy qwerty conspiracy conspiracy qwerty put me on that podcast conspiracy qwerty we can have multiple podcasts under our our domain so 
put me on this what they, theory what they podcast. don't want you to QWERTY. <laughs> Talk QWERTY yeah, to so. me. Talk QWERTY to me. Oh, I like that. Just, oh, just get significant others on. That'll be my late night podcast. <laughs> Yo, let's go. I'll start drinking during that podcast. Well, we might as well just like, what else? What other kinds of podcasts would you guys do with our name? I um, Conspiracy Cordy, I'm okay with. Talk Cordy to me. When I said it, that I'll should be a D and D cast. That's TV. our. We do have a D and D cast, but it's it's well, not technically a podcast, but not yet. It's big enough, not yet. Yeah, we we're we're currently one. in trials of D and D right now. Exactly. Um, and people didn't know. I was going to mention that at the top of things that we. Uh, we have done since Cordy Cast has started. We have this D and D campaign going that Dave and I are in. Uh, we have Cordy Smash. Gary Andres is really attracted to me. What in the D and D campaign? Shut <laughs> Blush. <laughs> I just have that that like that like wet anime blush. Face, like... Is this the spicy stuff I miss when y'all play D and D? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're both gay characters in our. Yeah, campaign. we're both gay males, and and for some reason, uh, Andres was immediately smitten by me, and my guy was just like, "I really want your drink, though." Yeah, I rolled <laughs> I rolled a twenty to to see how attract uh, for attractiveness, so I'm incredibly attracted to you. But then I rolled a one for like persuasion or something, so you completely don't notice me. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be perfect. I'm just gonna be pining after the man who who doesn't see me. It's just like high school all over again. I, I just have one question. <laughs> can I watch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you can, we, actually. Yeah, you can. And we actually are going to obviously need, like, guests to do NPCs and such. So mm, I think Kenny's like, going to be for a voice. Kenny's going to be one of them, but it doesn't have to be all of them. <laughs> no, you I think it's a really cool voice. idea. Have you guys ever seen um, uh, another podcast, uh, Harmontown? I've heard yes. of uh, I've I've watched Harmon Quest. Yeah, so Harmon Quest was a spinoff because Harmontown would do a D&D power hour at the end of every episode. Their podcast was like three hours long. So I like this whole spinoff thing mm. you guys are going with. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, how this D&D campaign goes because, well, it's in Discord only, so you have to be part of our Discord to pretty much join us. But um, we have uh, Kyle, our DM, who's also one of our Patreon donors, has this opt-in, opt-out feature for the campaign. So basically, we're going to do these four sessions that are two and a half hours each, and we already passed two of them, and we're doing them on Thursdays. And then at the end of the fourth session, the plot itself is going to allow for people to opt in or out of it. And then mm -hmm. if you want to start playing with us, you basically just have to create a character that's going to be at level four, because that's where we're all going to be, level three or four. And then when the next chapter of the campaign starts, we will all be at like a moderately like okay level will have a better idea of the world and how to play because majority of us except for one person pretty much has uh, a lot of like no experience really with like a with a well-run professional campaign like this where we source stuff from the books and we have like f fights and stuff that actually are based off of the D D player's handbook um in classic yeah, D &D and campaigning Worth noting, we're mostly following the the standard player's handbook and yeah. the Dungeon Master uh, Monster Manual, the three original source books, I guess. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I think by the time that we're through these other sessions, at least I, because I bought some of the books, um, I will be well-versed enough to, to run some of the other stuff. Um, 
if I if needed. Um, and I can actually we're we're working on linking a bot into the D and D channel to um, like read out spells and stuff and keep track of all that kind of fun stuff. Right. Yeah. I think it's called uh, Aver or Avery or Avre. something. Avray, A-V-R-A-E. But it's mostly um, like its bread and butter is being linked to D&D Beyond. And we would yeah. all have to have like, you know, characters built into that to pull it from the website. So it's interesting. It really is a cool bot. Um, but I think it's not going to work as well because of our DM having a database that he created from scratch with all of which our Which is characters. phenomenal. Jesus. It is. Oh, my God. I'm so impressed. Um, so as soon as we have access to that, that'll be super fun. Yeah. Uh, really quick, I wanted to to do it. something that I didn't do in my segment, which was um, make a correction. Uh, Mortal <sighs> Shell, the game from the last indie saves, um, was I, I mentioned that it didn't have a release date posted, but that was on Steam. It said 2021. Um, it actually is coming out in two days from this recording, um, <laughs> August 18th. So by the time you listen to this, it'll already be out on PS4, Xbox One and exclusively through the Epic Store on PC. So nice. there you go. If you if you want to buy it and you're like, man, I can't believe it's not going to come out until 2021. I was excited by that description. You're welcome. Surprise, it's already out. <laughs> so yeah, surprise, it's there. It's been waiting for you. <laughs> what um, else is up for you guys, though? Joe, uh, Steve? Uh, Good, Joe. Okay. Uh... Skip. <laughs> uh, skip. Okay. We love you, Joe. Steve. <laughs> so it's been a couple weeks since I've been in the podcast, and you guys are all aware because I've already stated it, but I'll say it on the podcast because it's very important to me. I got engaged. Yay! 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 Gary, add um, applause and wedding bells. There you go. So, yeah, so no date chosen yet, um, but definitely uh, working on it and, and thinking about it. And I'm sure I will let all of you guys know as soon as uh, I know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Moving on in life. Ooh, next step. Moving hey. on. Um, <laughs> yeah, you leveled up. Yeah, I'm done with this. Leveled this up. This is the next character creation screen. Shedding this yeah. mortal shell. Um, I would recommend planning your wedding much sooner than you think you need to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. Oh, yeah. Aren't you also, uh, like, engaged or something, Dave? Oh, yeah. I'm getting married in October of 2020. Um, okay. So, but Reverse wedding bells. Yeah. Uh, we, we kind of put off planning because we were going to do it in 2021. Now, due to COVID situations, we decided that it's much smarter to do it sooner for a mm. variety of reasons, uh, one of them being monetarily, like, you wouldn't believe the kind of things that you just don't think about that cost money, that cost less money when you have this piece of paper that's like, yeah, no, look, we're married. We're together. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, like my insurance costs, for example, for my car would have. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. Uh, and it's like, why, why is that a thing? Like we're married. And so all of a sudden you're like, oh, congratulations on not being a fucking forever alone loser. <laughs> hey, it sounds like me. Crash car. Me. Right. Um, and then. Pretty life hacks. Get married. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, which one of you wants to have their wedding live streamed on the discord? Not me. Not me. Fuck both. it. Yeah, I, mean, I think I might skip on that one. Right, so, um, and because we're, because we're talking about relationships from last episode of this episode, I am a single boy now. It's very interesting. Ah, Ladies, yeah. hit him up. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter, gentlemen. at R-O-L-E-N-T-H. Yeah, gentlemen, too. I mean, I swing both ways. I don't give a shit. Exactly. Well, there you go. Gentlemen as um, well. 
Yeah, ladies, Whatever gentlemen. you identify as. Joe's. Exactly. Attack helicopter, toaster, M1A1 Abrams battle tank. Gamers. Like gamers. Yeah. Gamers. <laughs> um, but gamers. for YouTube, because y'all are G. getting married and everything, I made the, the decision actually a few days ago uh, that I want to get myself ordained. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah. It's so easy. It is yeah. uh, free, in fact, for some yeah. some sites. Uh, and I yeah. learned that because my my roommate, who um, uh, has been featured, he's actually also in the D&D campaign, and he's been on one or two streams here and there. Um, he's he's marrying my fiance and I. So. Hey. Oh, that's really cool. That's so cute. Yeah. Well, we, we need to really keep awesome, it small though. and intimate and cheap, um, yeah. and that's the cheapest way to go. Just get your friend to do it. I'm trying to get yeah. I'm trying to get ordained fast enough so I can do it for my sister. Mm. Um, so they were going to get that's married really cool. this year, and because of COVID, fucked everything. They were going to get married in April, and mm. they were going to have an out of country wedding in the Bahamas. Um, oh, destination and, wedding. Uh huh. Their borders closed. Oh yeah. No. And then they pushed it back to. I think this month, either July or August. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! It's halfway through August. It is. All right. Oh my god, she's um, already married. <laughs> no, she just graduated college. By the time um, this episode airs. Oh no! And they plan on doing it again either last month or this month. And borders so closed and everything. And so you know, she's dealing with all that. God forbid, she was already stressed enough with schooling and everything. And now she has to mm. deal like she yeah. has to deal with this now. Um. So I'm like, you know, if I could get that beforehand i would want to take that relief off of her like you're my fucking sister i'm not gonna charge you money for this shit all right yeah that's so you cool you can uh, get it done in a matter of minutes through universal life church so really <laughs> yeah you us. could literally do it while we're recording this right now and you will have the email like you just answer questions and then they email you and then i think universal what universal life universal life, life church yeah and they just email you, and they're like, you're ordained. You have to pay us $35 for the official document. But like, I give can a I get I'll pay you $100. <laughs> can you get what? Online? Can I get a PhD from them as well? <laughs> Gary says, uh, sounds like a scam. This is 100% real. You I mean, get ordained. Uh, this is absolutely 100% a real scam. Trump University. <laughs> I, do not, I do not want your monthly newsletter. Thank you. Get ordained instantly. <laughs> get ordained really instantly. Like, like, That's what it is. You're just yeah. ordained. You just are. That's a really admirable <laughs> reason to do it, though. That's that's really Close. cool. Yeah, I I helped plan my friend's wedding back uh, in February, uh, like you know the whole year before that, and just every moving part to that happening was just it, I don't know. A wedding is weddings are crazy, and we weren't even trying to be super traditional. Um, yeah, this one is not super. But if you Google like either. best man practices, like typical best man practices, there Why are so think? many stupid i'm sorry there's so many <laughs> stupid traditions yeah. to weddings uh, that are just like well, dude look so at bridesmaids repetitive. ones like I, uh maid of honor those ones are way worse the best man mostly is like oh i got so your rings rough. here uh i planned your bachelor party we bought you some alcohol and mm-hmm. we hired like a stripper congratulations yeah. um or like something dumb and simple like you the bachelor uh like the bachelor party and and the best man are like the easiest thing mm-hmm. of those traditional things like look at all the traditional things that parents are supposed to pay for from either side and like the husband's side just gets off like scot-free almost it's pretty awesome mm-hmm. 
No, it's not. So um, I, yeah, I did just not. a model research on the um, Universal Life Church. I'm just calling ULC for short. Just when I quote. Of 2019, all but a handful of states allowed those ordained by the ULC, uh, by the ULC to perform marriages. The fact that states, uh, the organization, and uh, ministries formed by people whom it has ordained uh, has also been raised a legal issue. And I drive in Georgia, where I live. Um, you know, I scroll up. That'd be great. Holy shit, so many states. Under Georgia law, a marriage may be solemnized by a minister or other person of any religious society or sect authorized by the rule of such uh, society to perform the marriage ceremony. As of 2011, no court or administrative ruling has excluded those obtained as ministers of the ULC. Yeah, it's free. Wow. It's fucking dab. Fucking free. Dab. 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 <laughs> uh, I will. Joe, you definitely just made that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will screech it with That you. was some really I, good legalese yeah. if you did make it up. I, I want yeah. us to like speed it up threefold in the editing so it just sounds like a disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> some side effects include. Are your side effects include? <laughs> well how about so, you andre you, i think you're the only one who hasn't really uh yeah. talked about what's up in your life well i mean i i would have i consider the D D definitely a big thing that i'm excited yeah. for in my life right now i guess there isn't too too much i got to spend some time seeing my parents recently um and you know other than that it's just pretty much the same old same old but i am excited for uh us to finish season one for this podcast yes. and i just I love that we're having regular production meetings to talk about logo design and the way that we're going to polish and move forward with everything. And um, I don't know. I always just get emotional about it because it just feels like this is such a real thing. And I love how how even though we don't have the biggest following, it just feels like everyone always treats this podcast with like a lot of love and professionalism. So there's just something about that that I'm just like, I just love being here. <laughs> season two is always better. Exactly. Season two this is a rule of thumb. We have established the characters. Everyone knows our tropes now. So time Let's to play that story arc. Or get really meta. meta, 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 meta. <laughs> Are we getting meta? Meta, 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 meta. Hell yeah. Meta in boy. season two. Um, so not but... next episode. Next episode, we're just normal. Exactly. So to start to wrap it up thank you everyone for tuning in to episode 19 and especially thank you to all of our patron or patreon subscribers uh thank you to our audio engineers gary and gordon and if you want to interact with us join us in discord and please subscribe to our patreon which is a great way to get exclusive access with us including discord benefits free entries into our future raffles and exclusive content and you know other stuff that you'll discover as you're in here if you want to talk to us or support us find us on twitch or twitter at qwerty underscore cast join our discord too which i already said and uh other ways to communicate with us you can email us regular old-fashioned email cordycastmail at gmail.com is there anything else you guys want to say i want to thank our patron kyle for his generous donation of the webcam i'm currently using yeah thank you kyle it's beautiful to see dave's face always always <laughs> and do you want to send us out dave uh yeah cordycast out cordycast out ha <laughs> ha